Blog Talk Radio. It's live, the Red Reality Show. Show Network. If you love Survivor, you've definitely found the right place to interact with your favorite survivors. I'm Cherry Garcia. I'll be your co-host, and this is Mike on the Mic with host Mike Albright, the number one Survivor fan in the world. Currently, Mike has met 468 Survivor alumni, Jeff Probst, Mark Burnett, Lynn Spillman, and all of the hardworking people behind the scenes who keep survivors so epic season after season. Mike goes to the survivor finale every year. He's on the board of Bob Crowley's Durham Warrior Survival Challenge in Maine and Reality for Diabetes in Ohio, and he attends as many charity events as possible. So he's always hanging out with survivors, and they all love and respect Mike Albright. Here on Mike and the Mike, every Thursday night, Mike invites at least one Survivor alumni to join him, and they recap the Survivor episode that just aired the night before. This gives you 24 hours to watch the show, determine what questions or comments you'd like to call in with, and then on Thursday night, call into Mike and the Mike and have a blast talking Survivor with Mike and his Survivor guests. And If you're too shy to call in, we've got that covered, too. We've got a live chat room where you can post questions during the show. Just click our link and scroll down the page and post your questions or comments in the chat room. Now, it's time to bring on our host, Mike Albright.
Welcome, and it's time to bring on our host, Mike Albright. Hi, Mike. How are you tonight? Hey, Sherry. It's uh, great to be back. We've been a few months away from everything, and Survivor is back on our TVs for the 35th season. I'm. It's been a trying time for me the past uh, month or two. Just dealing with some some family things, and it was uh, it was a nice relief to have Survivor back in in my life. Uh, you know, after the event in Maine, kind of really didn't do much with Survivor because I can't go to Give Kids a World anymore because of work schedule. So I've been pretty much removed from everything. I saw the six minute promo and have watched the episode twice, but I still haven't even watched the. Uh, uh, minute-long sizzle videos are for the whole cast, so I'm still trying to get my head wrapped around the season. But uh, great premiere. The show's back, and I like seeing 18 brand-new people. It's it's neat for me, and I've gotten to meet one of these cast members already, and I can't wait to meet the other 17 in December. But a lot of interesting gameplay and inner dynamics already, so I can't wait to talk about it. What have you been up to in our uh, in our time away since we've talked? Oh. Same thing here in St. Louis. Uh, basically, I know you've gone through um, some family issues, and I have two, nothing like you have. Um, but, you know, we're all just dealing with, with life, what life throws at us. And um, just wanted to say I was I was kind of distracted there. We have a new, a new listener in our chat room, so I want to say hi to Heather and... Uh, Welcome her to the show, and Jason Lee is back with us. Hi, Jason. Um, and I do want to just say, you know, um, my condolences to you. I know you've had a, a rough time since um, our last season, and my heart just goes out to you and everything that you've been through since we were on here last. And uh, I know it's been a very rough time for you and and my condolences and my heart just breaks for for you for everything that you've been through and I know you're strong and and you're going to get through it but just know that you've got a lot of people who really care about you and support you and are there for you so well I appreciate that Sherry and though you got me no I didn't even know that my dad would uh call in just to listen I didn't know that until you told me. I know we uh, we talked a lot about – we were always close, but it was just a, kind of a thing we always talked about. He kind of got into it because of me, so I I was honored to know that he had an interest. And in, my dad took me to meet my first survivor, Roger Bingham, with my buddy Rodney. We went to a little place right by the Dayton Airport, and he was there. He took the pictures and kind of started this madness, so – you know, it was, and if I ever made it on the show, my dad was going to be my family visit. So it's, uh, he called in often and, yeah. and just sat and listened to your show. He would, he would call and just sit on the switchboard and listen to you. And once in a while I'd pop in and say hi to him. And, uh, He'd say, I'm just, just listening, you know. I'd ask him if he wanted to come on. He'd say, no, I'm just, just wanting to listen, you know. 
Well, he's uh, he's definitely listening in now, and he's pain free, and he's maybe he's got my brother in there listening too. And uh, I don't think he was really into the show much, but he likes backstabbing and you know duplicitous play and interesting people. And he definitely would appreciate the all the beautiful women in their bikinis. So uh, they're 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 watching and listening. He was definitely proud of sure. you. He, he was definitely proud of, of you and everything that you are doing. And that I know, without a doubt. He's very, very, very proud of you. Well, And I think, you I, know, I can hear it in his voice how proud he was of you just doing this show. So I know everything else you're doing now, running for political office and that kind of thing, he would just be beside himself glowing, you know, with, with pride. Well, a lot of that's because he ran, for, he, ran, yeah, he ran for school board and didn't make it. My grandma ran for clerk of courts, and she didn't make it. So part of my stump speech talks about that this is in his honor. I grew out my mustache because my dad always had one. So I guess I'll be rooting for Aww. Ben because he's rocking a pretty nice stash now, and most of the guys will get some pretty decent beards. But, you know, Ben started out with that. So I'm, I'm glad we can – I appreciate the the all he did and his concern and you bringing it up to me so that that's that's cool and I can't wait to talk about the show with uh with our guest um so I think we've got it wasn't the most riveting opener to be perfectly frank and it was also an hour so everything was kind of compressed I'm used to like a 2 hour we're talking about two episodes or an hour and a half so there was a fair amount that went on. I took six pages of notes, but I'm just still trying to get all the people down, and then we'll definitely talk about the whole theme. We knew about that at the tail end, and I feel a little bit better about that now, but I just, it's a, it's definitely a alliterative mouthful to get out survivor heroes versus healers versus hustlers. It's just, it's just not like I know. It's a whole other thing. But I um I don't know if John's in the switchboard yet. I know we I not got noticed yet. a little late to in the promo, so hopefully he's on his way. If not, we can talk about it. I don't hopefully the time change isn't there. I said what to do. I don't know if he wanted me to call him. I don't know if there was any confusion, but he was in uh Bob's event in uh in June and as a first boot I wasn't sure how John would do, but he ended up being in the final three and you know, one one more win, he might have he might have won the whole thing and been the first survivor to prevail. So he was part of of a really great season. And now we've I don't know if you've been following online. That's going to transition from Maine to uh, another venue next year. So the show is going on the road and it's going to become the Survival Challenge. So it won't be the Durham Warrior Survival Challenge. It'll just now be the Survival Challenge, but it'll be in Illinois. So. Even closer really? to maybe you can come up and meet some cast. It's going to be kind of equidistant between uh, St. Louis and Chicago, as I'm understanding it. So it's going to be a little bit of a, a little farther to get there, but a little easier to. It's going to be about the same travel distance, but a little different way to get there. Man, I would love to come and just be a spectator. Of course, with my health, I could never participate, but I would love to be a spectator just to come up and see, you know, all the survivors and, and, 
and everyone who's participating in, in that, because I know it's a lot like Survivor, and even the fans who are participating that aren't, you know, alumni, I respect them so much for what they're doing, you know, and to watch that would be a blast. So, yeah, let me know when that's going to be. I mean, I may not be able to travel all the way to Maine, but I can certainly make it to Illinois. <laughs> yeah, I can send you more info, but it'll be at uh, one of the cast members from season one, her and her husband and their family have been active. They just have a, it's just a great venue. So it's going to be a little different than Maine, but uh, we're going to have a bigger pond, more area and pretty, pretty similar place. And as always, we're going to get a bunch of survivors either play or be around and, uh, we had a great people that didn't make it past few seasons, so we've got a great applicant pool, and we haven't. I haven't even seen the application, so it should it should go really well. So I can't wait to see see what happens. That's gonna but be interesting. One, uh, it will be, and I. Um, so that's that's going on, and then I didn't get to give kids the world, but reality for diabetes went well. That was after the season, and. We had a lot of fun there, and like I said, got to meet at least one cast member, and at that after party, I'm just trying to rack my brain. There were a couple people that looked like they could be on the cast, so I need to go back through some of my pictures and see who else may have been out in the crowd, but I definitely got to meet Allie, and we talked briefly, and I told her, hey, you're the 469th cast member I've met, so... I guess before we dive into the specific uh, episode point by point, looking at the cast, did, before we got to watch the first episode, were there people that resonated with you that you kind of liked or disliked or were kind of neutral on? Because the only one I really knew was her, and we had a good conversation, but I don't know if you had any opinion you know, before watching last night's episode, just with their bios or their videos or anything like, oh, I think I like them. She or, was definitely sure one like of them. the ones that I, she was definitely one of my, my favorites. Um, and I don't know if he's going to pan out or not. I, I just don't know about him. Originally, I kind of liked Ben, but I don't know now. <laughs> I don't, I liked him because he was, he was in the service. He was a serviceman. But I don't know. I don't know how he's going to do now. Um, oh, I don't yeah, know ben. if he's going to. Yeah. Don't know I if think... he's going to. Well, I think he had legitimate concerns to be a little worried with uh, how quickly Ashley and JP seem to be either friends or. You know, Alan was alluding to maybe more than friends, so I don't I don't know if I'm quite there yet. I think there's more of that happening on the uh, Healers Tribe. And uh, I, I like I said, going into this, I was pretty much a blank slate. But after the first episode, I have some people I like and some people I don't like and some people that I frankly, I have to look at the website still to make sure who I'm talking about. Like Simone... Simone Wynn, I like I literally I don't think she said or did anything. Like she was in the challenge, but we know nothing about her. Lauren, I think had one or two 
I don't even know if she had a confessional. There wasn't much there, and I'm just trying to think of anyone else we didn't get to hear anything from. Those two especially. Um, Lauren we didn't really hear anything from. Who? Lauren. Yeah, I, I said yes, yeah, Simone and Lauren and Debbie yeah. a little bit, but even it would took the whole episode to hear from, you know, Katrina. And as a former Olympic athlete, you know, that was, I know. It was kind of a, between her and Chrissy, and I don't know, you know, what what we didn't what we didn't get to see why they wanted to go for her versus Chrissy, especially Chrissy getting sick at the uh, at the immunity challenge. So maybe maybe she told some people that she had that one vote advantage, and if she was saved, she wouldn't use it. I'm I'm not sure, but disliked going into this from just the end, just the thing that we got to see at the last. Uh, finale, I did not like Ryan until I actually saw him on Survivor. And he just, I liked him. He resonated with me. He's one of the hustlers. And I was talking a lot of smack on different people's walls about like, you know, how's a bellhop a hustler? And people like, don't you think bellhops work hard? And I'm like, I didn't say that. All I said was, who's a bellhop hustling? Like, like, did you take the luggage to the wrong room? Are you taking stuff out of the luggage? Like, like, are you stealing people's tips? Like, I didn't get why he was a hustler. But I, the description I thought was interesting, too, from probes. Like, yeah, these people work really hard. It's like, okay. I think all these people work hard. And then, then they're talking to to, uh, to Allie, and she's like, well, what are you doing? She's like, I'm a personal assistant. I mean, a personal assistant's working hard and doing whatever they're told. And I was curious, I should probably do more research. I, they said, she said she worked for a YouTube celebrity. I wonder who that is. Wouldn't you love to know who that is? I know. I want to know. In the year 2017, there's even something as a YouTube celebrity's personal assistant, like season one, it, YouTube wasn't even around. I don't think until season 12, it just shows, the age and duration of the show. And I'd agree with you on Alan. I thought Alan was really cool at first, but right through the episode, he's freaking out and requesting a strip search. I was just like, what, what's going on with this guy? I know. I mean, he really wigged out and his eyes, I mean, even once he, he said, you know, to the cameras, they had, like, his little cameo, you know, I know I look like the crazy guy here, you know. He stayed in his character with his yep. eyes, I mean, just not breaking character at all, insisting that he had that idol the entire time and I was just like man this guy's good <laughs> you know how he could do that and that eventually I probably would have laughed you know <laughs> I mean I, I just I would have I would have been I'm just kidding dude you know but he stayed in character and was insisting that that guy had an idol and so that guy actually dropped his pants and went butt naked to show him he didn't have an idol and I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy is crazy. 
Yeah, it definitely surprised me. And then the same, we got kind of the same treatment. Uh, Joe going against the urologist Mike, who another interesting casting thing, but you know, he was grilling Mike. Like we know you've been around. We know like Joe, I think Joe's going to start rubbing people the wrong way. He seems, you know, pretty physically fit, but he already started out telling the women of his tribe, like, yeah, you're definitely the woman I wanted on my tribe. Like, I think if I was a woman, which I'm not, he would have rubbed me the wrong way. As a woman, what was your take on Joe and just how he talked to the healer women? Yeah, that 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 doesn't sit well. Did you get the same kind of vibe that uh, yeah. Desi and uh, Rourke and Jessica were going to put off? Like a little like, uh... Yep, yep. Absolutely. Um, any other first impressions just from the first little bit on the boat for any of these people? I have to say, um, Chrissy to lay there and vomit and and still, you know, <laughs> I mean, she didn't want medics. She just laid there and, and then got up and walked up on with her tribe, you know, I was just like, that's a strong girl, you know. That showed toughness, and, I, and it got the, uh, she had no idea about the advantage, but it got the secret advantage, so she yeah, looked like she was on the Yeah, they gave it to the right out, girl, so. I think. Yeah, I think it. So that, that was. And she, that was she didn't neat. use it, so she's got a neat piece of jewelry to take home, you know. <laughs> Well, I, I I was at first like, what the heck's going on? But well, the thing I'm thinking that happened was she could leverage it as an idol. No one knows it's only good for that, but she can just kind of show that to people and be safe until final whatever. And I think if she had voted out Ashley, I think she was trying to get in the good favors of Ben and Alan and try to replace Ashley and JP. So I think it could work well for her to not play it. She can use it later. She probably knew talking to people that they were going for Katrina for whatever reason. So initially I was like, well, that's a dumb move. And I thought about it more. I'm like, well, that's a pretty smart move, you know, for her to, and also, yeah. you know, my initial reaction from Christy was, isn't she the one from online where she changed her bio or they changed her bio because say in her favorite moment was Jenna and Heidi, jumping off the pole for peanut butter and getting naked, and then that got changed, I guess. I saw that online. And then for her first confession, was kind of like I took a break from work, or I was a static career, and then went to raise my kids, and I went back to my career, but I'm really well off, so I don't want them to know that. I never – I guess one thing that is typical for me is if you're financially well off, I'm not initially going to be rooting for you on the show because – you know, the primary reason many people do, aside from the adventure, is the cash prize. So if cash isn't as important to you, I don't know, you know, how hard they're going to play or, you know, where their mind's going to be at at all times. Well, Alan has been in the NFL for years, and they don't pay pennies. So. Yeah, he's got to be right with her. He may be coming in the most affluent. I don't know. I don't know who has the biggest uh, 401K. But you know, I, I need to do more. Uh, by the next show, I'm gonna have more 
down on these people, but do you know, I know Alan's from Detroit. Do you know where he played or what he did? I could probably jump on the bio real quick and answer my own question. But I didn't, he didn't really stand out to me like, oh, he's, uh, was whatever. Let me see if I can get it on here real quick. Do, do, do. Uh, he was a first round pick in the NFL, but it doesn't really say for who and what he did. So I'm going to dig into that and get more, get more intel on him at least. But he, he, at least he was drafted. Wasn't just a free I agent. Oh, wait don't, a second. I don't, do, I don't do football at all, so I don't know anything about his football career, but I know that he played football for a while, so. Um. So he was, there, he, he was in the it, NFL for nine years, so. And he's he's from Detroit, but currently lives in Houston. So maybe, maybe that was with the Texans, or part of the time with the Texans, or the Cowboys, or uh, we'll know more for that. But did you like the opening on the boat and him explaining to Survivor and from Jeff's own mouth what he what they thought a hero, a uh, healer, and hustlers were, or did it kind of feel a little forced, like um, blue collar, red, white collar, no collar? You know, some of these other brains, beauties, and brawn. Like, did these all people, did everyone on the Hero Stripe seem like a hero to you? Did the healers seem like healers? Were the other, were the hustlers hustlers? Just once you knew more of what they were calling it, how'd you feel? I guess it kind of made sense. Um, But they certainly had to explain it to you with their spin on it. Yep. <laughs> like a coconut seller on a beach, that makes sense that he might be no collar. You know? Or right. I got a really, I scroll my ACT so I'm on the brain tribe, or I'm a model so I'm on the beauty tribe. It was like, well, I'm a hero because I'm a whatever. Like, okay. Like, I don't know why financial analysts, I don't know if that's necessarily a hero like Chrissy. You know, that's a that's an important position. Now, the only person I think blatantly is heroic when I just think of what they do is, you know, Ben being in the armed services. Uh, Jeff even said, well, we would call you a hero. And I, I think the first good quote and why he's in my positive column right now was Ben like, well, somebody, some might say that, but that's just my job. It's just. This is the humbleness and the humility. I thought that was really neat that he had that 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 perception. I also thought with what's going on in the country, having the Marine and the former NFL player who's a man of color, who I don't know if Allen would kneel or did kneel at the anthem, but, you know, for those people on paper who seem like they wouldn't be congruent, the first real connection after JP and Ashley was Allen and Ben, right? I'm trying to get the – right. They kind of all hooked up really quick, so I thought that was neat. This microcosm of society, how how they came together. So, do you think Ben's, on Ben's a hero? Video, on Ben's video bio, he talked about how after he got out of the service, he was sort of sort of lost for a little while after he first got out, and he sort of just went wherever the wind blew him for a little while. And but he had his friend's dog tags who had passed away 
while he was in Iraq. And so he went down to Texas to deliver his friend's dog tags to his that friend's mom. Ah. And that's how he wound up in Texas. Oh, wow. His dog next to his mom. And he met his wife, and he said she was the one who basically sort of um, settled him down and gave him a reason to be anchored. And they have two kids now, and she and their two his their two kids are his whole world. And so, his friends' dog tags led him there. He met his wife, now has two kids, and they're his whole world. And so that story sort of resonated with me, and and that's why I sort of was drawn to Ben by his backstory. Yep. I liked him from the start, and he's still in my, you know, if I was going to break down this entire cast into, like, six people I like, maybe six people I don't like, and six I'm kind of neutral on, uh, yeah, I'd say Ben is definitely somebody I like from the Heroes tribe. Um, I'm trying to think of the others I like from Heroes. Uh, If I had to say, I guess Chrissy, because I think she's playing a really strong game. Right now, she kind of came out bad being in the mom squad. And I do agree. I saw Cass posting this online that, you know, being a mom is a tough spot. If you kind of analyze first boots or early boots, there's a lot of moms that got voted out. So that's kind of where I feel with that. With healers, um, just on paper, I think I liked Cole. I thought Cole was interesting for sure. And uh, besides Cole, you know, Jessica is really, she's a great girl to look at. So, but she, and I like how she's already digging Cole, so I hope they don't like get themselves in trouble with that. And then uh, the other ones I liked were Ryan and Devin. That little conversation they had when Ryan told him about his advantage, like Devin looked like just some surfer meathead, and he may still be, but just, he was just so genuine, and, you know, Ryan would be somebody you might want to, you know, ostracize possibly with the groups they had, and that, that wasn't the case. He seems like they're going to they're gonna bond. Now, maybe he thinks in a physical challenge he could, you know, dominate him later, but I really like the connection. Ryan wants somebody he can kind of lead around, and Devin looks like he might need some leading. So those are kind of my... <laughs> yeah. I think Devin and Ryan could team up and be a great team, you know? Yep. And I guess I liked, I'll put in the like column with them. I'll I'll say maybe Cole and Mike. I like, because I think Mike just is just an interesting neurotic urologist. I like how he's like, yeah, I'm a sex sex consultant. And I'm like, huh. And, yeah, you're all just to a guy. and he, You're working with that kind of equipment. Yeah, the dudes are going to be very, very appreciative. There's going to be um, probably some very interesting talks around the campfire. 
at the survivor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's probably been giving these guys all kinds of advice to help with that situation. Did you have any, like, if you had to identify, you know, out of these 18 people, a couple you liked, maybe a couple you didn't like, and a couple you're just kind of like, I really don't even have an opinion on them. I really don't know much about Patrick yet. Um, I really like yeah. Allie. I really like Chrissy. I think I think Chrissy made a good move. Um, Ashley seems like she could be a strong player if she doesn't get tied up with this Cole thing too much and they don't try to get them out as like a power couple thing. That's, yeah, you heard in JP, you mean? Yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah. yeah. Cole and um, Jessica are the same way. I don't want them to get kind of caught up in that either. Right. Um, and then... Ah... Uh, I don't know about Lauren. I I just don't know about her yet. Um, I wish I knew more about her and Rourke. I don't know too much about her. Uh, Simone, don't know much about her. I don't think Simone said anything. So, yeah, in my neutral section for sure is Lauren and Simone. Rourke's neutral to dislike. Uh, Desi, we didn't really talk to. Patrick, same thing. We didn't really get much from Patrick. The only thing we're kind of going to have to watch out for is Allie was, I think Allie wanted to link up with Patrick, but then I guess next time on Survivor, he was already rubbing her the wrong way. So, um, But for dislike, for me, the only few people that are in total dislike would be Alan, Joe, um, Katrina didn't connect, so I wouldn't want to say I dislike her because she couldn't connect, but she just reminded me of, uh, what's her name from, um, shoot, she was in the 40-Year-Old Virgin and, um, a lot of those mockumentary movies, Jane Lynch, I think I'm getting that a lot online, so I don't know, (laughs) yeah, why she didn't connect, um, you know, JP was a little personality-free, too, and Desi, we didn't get to hear much from. So, but we're only one episode in, so there's a right. lot, to, lot to be said. Um, and I wasn't, I wasn't really surprised the Hustlers had the most trouble on paper. They just seemed like they'd have some trouble. Probes was giving them such a hard time. He was really digging into them at, you know, the <clears throat> when they're trying to get off the boat, they're flying around. And he's trying to, he's yelling at Patrick, like, yeah, he's throwing stuff like a quarterback, but there's no receiver. Like, there's an NFL connection and just, you know, just really digging into him. Like, what, I don't know what game you guys are playing or what beach you're going to. I'm like, well, they're, they're hustlers, Jeff. They're trying to hustle their way to the island. So they're doing, they're doing what they can. But I wasn't surprised that the hustlers came in last to getting onto the beach and getting up to the, you know, the first one to reach the torch. And I like how Rourke's, like, they're telling her Rourke's, they told her she's the lightest, and she's like, no way. So I don't know if she thought 
Jessica was lighter or, you know, what, what her issue was. I don't know if she wanted to be in the spotlight messing up, but, you know, they got in there and I think, uh, I'm trying to see, did they, did they pull up? Was it, was it Katrina that the heroes put up there? Was she taller than Chrissy or did they do Chrissy? Cause they, she, they could lift her higher. I don't remember who did the torch for that. I, do you, no, I don't know if you happen to The one that got to the puzzle first took the hardest puzzle. I was like, why are you choosing that puzzle? That's the hardest puzzle. To, Maybe they wanted to, to be heroes. Do. I don't, I don't, uh, yeah, because the other puzzle. I mean, I realized it was the one, the one right read. in front of them, but it was the hardest one. I think I would have gone with the uh, Hustler one. I think that one looked. That one looked the easiest. The one had a lot of stuff to do, and the other one the was one right with on that, the straight one line. Yeah, the straight the straight yeah. line was probably the easiest one. I think so, but it was picked last, which is just weird. Did they did that one went last? I thought that was just strange. I know. Really. <laughs> I know. Did that one? So that went last, and I was, I was neat how the puzzle people, you know, Mike was on there, and I was like, you want Mike on there? And I like how he's like, yeah, my kids tell me to look for an idol, and my wife is doing this, and my kids think I'm going to do terrible, and they put him on there, and he's like, if anyone's going to control how well I do, it's going to be me, and I, I liked for the nervous guy to, you know, do that. You know, some people, given the chance, wouldn't want to be out of the front that early. But Mike and Desi, they were just, they won all three legs of that challenge for the healers. And then, you know, the hustlers, that was uh, Devin and Allie. They they did a well on theirs. And then, you know, Chrissy and Ben just didn't do well because they had so much to do in their puzzle. I just wish they wouldn't so, have taken the the hardest one, you know. It was just it happened to be right in front of them when they when they finished and I I don't think they stopped to like look at the puzzles and see which one to take, you know, to really examine them. They just grabbed the one that was right in front of them. Yeah, I think that's kind of it. They just kind of saw and they're like, okay, you know, maybe it was less likely to fall off of it. And they thought, well, maybe we can get to it. But it was just so intricate and so much just going on. I don't think they, I don't think they were, they weren't thinking. Um, I did take some notes. I thought Jessica's whole confessional talking about, Cole and how he was ripped and he had an eight pack and he was blue eyed and I was just like oh Jessica you're getting all enamored by Cole which when he was describing who he was as that wilderness guide that, for therapy I was like I never even heard of that kind of job but it sounded perfect for Survivor I guess casting when they found that out they were like oh my goodness what a interesting job and what he what he does so that was really neat it was I know when I'm out in nature like when I'm up in Maine 
those four days I get to kind of decompress and deconnect from society. So I really, I really enjoy it. So it makes sense for that to be therapeutic for people. And he seems to not have sure. any trouble in the elements. And I saw on a, I guess he was living in his car before he got cast on Survivor, maybe for a while. So I just said, just another interesting, out of 325 million people in our country, the casting people found 18 relatively interesting people. I don't know how they do it, but they seem to always put a great cast together. Yeah, they have a good formula. And one person I thought that was, of all the entire people, even maybe more than Alan, just because he didn't blow up to like day two, I thought Joe's gameplay was just way too intense. It was like watching a, a Tony, Tony-like character. Yeah, he was, I was going to say I, that, I like too. I people and confronting Mike, and then he's just a whirlwind, like. I think he's going to get himself removed from the game pre-merge just because he's going to be a physical threat. And I, I appreciate confidence, but I think he, his kind of was going to, like, cockiness, just about, like, yeah, I'm, I'm more savvy than all these other people combined. Like, the editor put that in there because at some point, Joe's going to get a rude awakening. I, I was just straight-up editing 101 that, this guy's pretty cocky, and he's going to – I think Joe's going to get it sooner than he even thinks. The one thing that I, I don't know, I, and this is just my opinion and my opinion alone, I don't know if I agree with professional athletes being allowed to play on Survivor. I just think it's, or, or really any Famous reality people? show. Yeah. I well, just it's think it's advantage. somewhat. If these people are supposed to be strangers, you you don't have a preconceived notion of Cole Metters until you meet him. But, you know, John Rocker coming into the show, people are going to be like, yeah, this guy was a total douchebag. Or, you know, this famous you know, there's not been a lot of famous women, but if you thought Facts of Life, if you thought Blair was a big bitch, if when you see Lisa Welch on the beach in the Philippines, that's going to that's gonna make me extremely agitated, and that puts her in a disadvantage. You know, she makes it to the final three, but, you know, I don't know. If somebody like Alan that's not like a household name, that's not too bad to me, but, you know, celebrities in general on the show are just strange and interesting. And pretty unnecessary. Someone on our chat room, David Husky, David SF1, says hi. Yeah, I know Dave. Yeah, we played in the same Survivor Series. If I'm not mixing up people, yeah. What's his perspective? Or he's just there? He's in our chat room. He just got here. I okay. Don't guess our our guest is calling in. Um, yeah, I sent a message. But, I don't know. I think he thought we called him. I I'm not sure. I'll try to 
see if that can happen again in the future. But well, if I would have known, yeah, I could have sure. called him. I can always call out. Um, well, do you want to get him at the tail end? We'll just do it reverse. I said 15 or 30 minutes, so maybe just get his two cents maybe on the back end. You can try calling him. I didn't know you could do that, Cherry. I'm sorry. We can we can try that if that might pull pull him in. Maybe it's general confusion. I don't I don't know. <laughs> do you want to try it, or you want to try to get him on for another another show? We've only got a few minutes left. Um, We've only got a few minutes, and there you. seems like confusion. So maybe something came up, or I'll just try to. I I did say that it's a that he he would need to call him, but now that I know that it, the other way does. If that does work, um, that's okay for yeah, the future. Yeah, I can always and call I do out. Do have an announcement? For, huh? I yeah, can always can call, call out. out as well. Well, we do have a guest for next week who has confirmed and said they're fine, so I can talk about that. We, uh, we've had a lot of success with Survivor Season 21 in Nicaragua, and that's where we've gotten some great calls from Nayanka and Purple Kelly and Jane, and uh, I think Dr. Jill, and a few others, but next week we have Holly Hoffman coming on the show, so I can't wait to hear what she has to say. I just got to watch this spring. Isabel got to South Pacific. Uh, she's I think she's just about to start One World, but... You know, just rewatch a couple of the episodes with Holly. So I, be nice to have her on there, and you know, hear what her take is. Especially as the demographic that was featured this last week is from the Mom Squad. You know, I've gotten to meet her kids and her husband, and it's got to be it's tough for moms to probably be out there. I'm only thinking of when you go through all the Survivor winners. I'm trying to think when it just says a mom, like Tina Weston was a mom, Vesepia became a mom, you know, Jenna, Jenna wasn't one, Jenna's not a mom, Amber didn't become a mom until she was there, Sandra, Sandra, you know, I've met her kids too, but when you go through the, all the winners of this the show, there's not a lot of moms, so that's just interesting stat, I'll have some more stats on that for next time of Every single person that's won, how many of them are moms? Because there might be a similar trend with the winners that are male. Because it's just, you know, anecdotally going through the first few seasons. Richard Hatch, no kids. Ethan, no kids. Brian, I'll have to check. Uh Richard Hatch has quite a few kids. Well, Hatch has kids, but not in a traditional sense. There's a lot of uh, Richard Hatch's seed that was spread from here to there. Uh, So, yeah, he has children, but I mean more like a nuclear family kind of scenario. The first winner I can think of that's male that even has kids is, is Tom Westman. You know, Danny, no kids that I'm aware of. RS, no. Yule, no. Earl, no. Todd, no. Parvati, no. Bob, Bob's the dad, so there you go. JT, no kids that I know of. Natalie White, not that I know of. 
that's an interesting stat that I've never thought of. So I'm going to run through that, and but more, more, more often than not, the winner doesn't have, isn't a parent. So maybe that's something to do with history of the show. I'll run those that data for next time, but you know, Jeremy's recent. David did. David did give us some info on um, Alan Ball. He said he was a mediocre quarter cornerback. Uh, for the Cowboys, Texans, Bears, Jaguars, and Cardinals. Well, he played against my team. So, and if you're played nine years for five teams, I would agree with Dave for sure. Thanks for the data, Dave. Uh, a little negligent on my nerddom. So it's nice having people in the chat room that can help us out with information. But yeah, in a nine year career to play for five teams and to be a seventh round pick, you know, it's not like they found Emmett Smith or even Christian Okoye who was on Pirate Master. So I, I I you mentioned the celebrity thing. I think it's always something interesting. As long as like each tribe has their own, I think I'm okay with it. Like if there's somebody of fame, maybe to help counterbalance some of the like if there's returners too just to kind of give the newbies a break. So if they're, especially in the, the the celebrity, like if you're the only, it's like Paul in last season's big brother, you know, he was the only returner and he made it all the way to the end. That, that was horrible. That him. was the worst season of big brother ever. Um, yeah. I, uh, it, there's only three seasons I haven't watched. Four, ten, and eleven, and I I trudged through season nineteen, but I just didn't couldn't believe how people kind of just gave up and did what Paul said. And there was some resentment there, and even Mark and Elena were like, "Yeah, I, we thought Paul played better, but we didn't like how we were treated." So I mean, that's their prerogative, but then you know, what's the ultimate criteria for for a show like that? I think Josh. Well, some of the stuff he did with the jury management was phenomenal. Like, he did exactly what he had, and the guy that hated him in the show, Cody voted for Josh. Like, and I haven't even seen an interview where Cody talked about that. Is that something I've missed? Did Michelle have any information on that on her show? Like, why did Cody vote for Josh? Just because he hated Paul that much more? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, And it was true. I mean, Josh outplayed him in the end, basically. You know, Paul didn't think that Josh had any game and thought he was, you know, carrying Josh all the way through the game and didn't think that Josh knew anything about Survivor, I mean, about Big Brother. And, um, you know, basically thought he was carrying Josh all the way through. He come to find out in the end... Paul found out while he was sitting in the final two that Josh was a super fan. And Josh was playing his game his way. It looked like he didn't know what he was doing. (laughs) And making sure he was taking care of people as they went to jury and letting them know what was going on. And it bit Paul in the end. And 
Paul is just dumbfounded. Yep. And Paul totally wouldn't even go to Paul didn't even go to the um finale. He wouldn't even show up for finale. And then he had a um a little dinner at his house for just the people who voted for him. <laughs> now, how rude is that? I mean, you won't show up for finale, and you're only going to invite people to your little dinner that voted for you. Crazy. Not just not playing <sighs> smart. Get over I don't yourself, get it, dude. Like that night, I was pretty upset, but now that I've reflected more, the only thing that bothered me is just how much control Paul had. But his management of it was was poor, so you know, my hats off to Josh. Paul he did what he so had to do. Bad attitude and like hate into the game. Really bad vibe, you know. Just I don't know. I didn't like it from the beginning. He he brought really. It was like bully mentality type thing into the game early on. You go bank pans, you go you go cry, you go make you know, you go calm this, you go calm that, you go say this, you go do that, you know. And these people started doing it, you know. It was like, what are you people doing? Yeah, I don't the know. challenge was really... throwing, that was just how did he get them to do that? Like why did they just say, Oh sure, Paul, like I don't know. Well, I think part of it was casting. They they cast this show. They wanted Paul to win. That was the whole reason for just bringing one one alumni back. They wanted Paul to win. He didn't win last season, and he thought he should have. Apparently, they thought he should have, too, so they brought one alumni back. They gave him the friendship bracelets, three weeks of of security, and just about everything you could hand somebody to get them to the end. And I I don't know. He used it. He could have used it a different way, but he used it in a negative way. And to me, I don't know. When he came in with all this, I even I even called her a you know a c word and she voted for me anyway. Ha 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 ha. You know I can't even count how many times he said that during the show. And he told them that wow. if if they did these rude things and banged pots and pans and did and was mean to the other house guests, that fans would love it and they would have huge fan following. And he convinced them that that's how you get big fan following if you're mean and rude to the other house guests and 
the meaner and more rude you are, the bigger your fans are, you know, the more fans you're going to have. And so they listened to him. He was the one who had played before, you know. Yeah. And it worked. (laughs) And they all started literally throwing their game. The other thing is, it was a branding kind of show. Kristen, uh, uh, Christmas was in there to sort of brand herself. She has, you know, was on NASCAR before as somebody who put tires on for NASCAR. She was the first woman to ever do so. She wants to do workout equipment now and, and that kind of thing. She wants to brand herself. Um, a lot of the people who were in there had things they wanted to brand. And they weren't so much worried about winning Big Brother. They were wanting to brand themselves. And Paul wanted to brand his clothing. You know, a lot of them had different things they wanted to brand. And it wasn't so much about winning as it was branding. But I think the casting, they cast a lot of very weak-minded people who would be followers rather than leaders. With a couple of exceptions, which was Cody and Jessica. And they were not ever going to be followers. Yep. Definitely not. So Cody said that in the interviews or to Michelle, like, yeah, he just hated Paul Moore. Or he, he saw that Josh actually did stuff as a fan and what he all is intentionality. Is that why Cody voted for him instead of Paul? Just because he just hated Paul? Because <laughs> it he seemed like he was hated never Josh. Vote for Paul. He was never going to vote for Paul, ever. He okay. would never have voted for Paul. But there was no like exit where I like Cody and Josh were doing anything like they're just never gonna talk, I guess, or I didn't see anything. I don't know how it is between Cody and Cody and Josh, but um do you know that Cody and Jessica are going on the amazing race? I heard that. That's uh one of eleven spots covered by former players. There you go. <laughs> yep. I can't wait to see that. I liked Cody. I know that a lot of people didn't, but I liked Cody. I didn't like how he alienated his group and then was so... He looked like a psychopath to me. That's the only thing I didn't <laughs> like, is his reaction to that. He could have a death stare, that's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. But they were being, you know, sectioned out from the rest of the ho- every other house guest in there and being, like, bullied 24-7 in that house. So I can understand why they secluded themselves. Yep. Well, we'll have to get 
John back on the show. Um, not next week, but sometime during the season. And if he can't call in, I'll dial him and get him on and find out what he thinks about this season. And I'm really sorry that we weren't able to get him on tonight. Um, I didn't know that he wasn't able to call in. Yeah, well, he, I think there was just possible confusion, and I didn't know we could do that way. So I'll I'll let all guests know that if that calling in is the issue, that we can always call them. So. Yeah. Not a problem. But great well, talking to the show with you. We're, we're back in. Yeah. Absolutely. Hopefully, we'll get a little more content next week and get to know um, a little bit more about the cast and some of the people that we didn't get to hear from this week. Uh, we'll get to know a little bit more next week and find out who these people are and who we're going to to like and not like and get to know a little bit more about them. Um, I'd certainly like to find out a little bit more about, like, Patrick and um, Lauren and Simone and find out who they are, you know. Um, we didn't see a lot of them this week. No, and hopefully we get to more. And that might be a great sign for them that we didn't see them. You know, you never... You never, you never know. That that could be a great sign and not be seeing them at all. That might mean they're going really deep. That's true because we have seen in the past some people that we didn't hear, see much from in the very early early episodes go very deep in, into the season and possibly win. So sometimes if we don't hear from these people early in the season, that means they're going far. So yep. it could be a good sign. Time will tell. That's right. All right. Well, thanks for being here with me in the chat room. I appreciate it. Enjoy your night. Enjoy your weekend. And make sure you're here with us next Thursday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Central for Mike and the Mike. And back here Monday for Manic Monday with Michelle Costa. So we're going to close tonight with Ron, as we always do. Everybody, take care. God bless. That's a wrap for tonight. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. It's always a great one with Mike Albright on Mike and the Mike. Say good night, Mike. Good night, everybody. That's it. Take care, everybody. See you next Thursday.